Hey everybody, welcome back to the Family Mart Podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Jay. Welcome, welcome back. back. I want to shout out our new patrons real quick. We got Shelby and Francesca in the building. Thank you so much for joining the Patreon. You can sign up right now at patreon.com slash familymartpod, where we have bonus episodes from me and Wiz, as well as exclusive content as well as the best Discord in the universe. In the universe. Today, our special guest is a content creator, a host on Think Media, which has over 2.2 million subscribers, a golfer, a father, a husband, and one of the best beards in the game, Omar. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah. Shout out to Woo. D. Witters, my uh, barber. You're, yeah. He yeah. keeps you right every week? Yeah, twice a week. Oh, we're on two a week. You just get to a certain level sometimes. <laughs> Damn, holy shit, twice like a week. Whole, like the whole head or just the beard? He, twice uh, a, week. a beard twice a week for sure. And then like, you know, a cleanup on Tuesday. So like full cut Saturdays and then we get the, the cleanup on tuna. Tuesdays. Is this a home service or you're going to see him? I'm going to see him. Okay. Next level though is home service. No, for sure. Yeah. I'll get there. <laughs> Damn, that's fire, bro. Yeah, you need to get, I did not know that. You, are you, is your hair growing like that or no? What do you mean? To like, where you need twice a week? I, everyone could use twice a I week. I think, bro. yeah, I think we that's could all like, could use that. That's a lot. I mean, I'm Arab, so. Oh, well, different. yeah, you grow faster. It's coarse and fast. You grow faster. <laughs> <laughs> Arabs grow faster. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. is yours growing at that rate where you need it twice a week? I could probably, because at, at, at like seven, at like day seven, it's like you lose the line, the fade is gone. It's just like a layer. Yeah. You know, very interesting. Yeah. Well, we have Omar here today. Pump, um, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, for real. Of course, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're honored to have you because you have so many, so much value to give to people. Um, but even aside from that, you guys have known Omar for way before even. I mean, he started doing all this, right? Yeah, for sure. This is, uh, one of my day one friends, day zero, day zero from pretty much when I moved here. Like one of the first people I met. Yeah. Oh, for real, y'all met. Oh, y'all did go to high yeah, school. To yeah, high it was actually school. like a small world moment when when I found out you were cousins. Oh, yeah, yeah. When that happened, I was like, oh, dang, because I was really close with Jay, and then I got really close with you. Yeah. And then... Oh, so you didn't know that we were late at the time you... Yeah, yeah it wasn't until, like, one of the Christmases, like, a couple of years in, I was like, why are you guys at each other's house right now? <laughs> 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 Yo, is there something going on with me? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, yeah, high school, Jay came and always had the the sneakers from his bros unless yeah. they were yours no, I, most of them were mine and then as he started to buy more then i started to wear his yeah, too when sbs were initially cool and, yeah and then all I, the jordans were were mine for sure yo yeah. when, when your brother first moved out here to vegas and uh, we lived together he was already copping sneakers like every every day it felt like he had a new box yeah yeah and now it's like he has new boxes. Yeah, he now he has boxes inside of the box. Yeah, he got the the bit like a crate. <laughs> he got crates. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. What was your first impression of Jay? Because we know we've known Jay forever, so we it's hard to like get a feel for like how Jay is to like other people. For sure. But what was your first impression? No, I mean, of Jay? I, I thought he was really cool. Like that was like number one. Like, dang, this dude's super Let's cool. Go. And <laughs> one of, one one cool reason was simply because of he was just quiet but dressed really awesome yeah. and uh i think he just had new different energy even in regards to like moving from japan uh was that <laughs> 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 oh no no and so um, you know like all filipinos would we all became friends <laughs> yeah he was in one of my math classes i think too and it's, oh yeah yeah so um super yeah i mean he was a little smarter that. too than everybody else um because he was in a grade beneath me right yeah before me and so yeah but we were in the same math class and then 
just really got really cool. And you know, those days we would hang out in McDonald parking lots for hours. Yeah. Yeah. Other people's houses. I don't know if you remember this, but, uh, like, like when I first started going to school, it was like all the Filipinos hanging out together. Right. So you would, I would see you like come in and out of the circles. And then one time when I really like, I don't know, it's weird to say, but like really was aware of you. And I don't know if we exactly met at the time, but was at the grape five camp out. Mm. Grape five camp out, bro. So like it's at a time where people are camping out for shoes still. And at the Caesars Palace, they had the form shops. And I just pulled up because I was like, I'm trying to get these. That's our school colors. Oh, uh, it was your school colors. And then out of nowhere, I was like, oh, shit, Omar's here. The, my fellow brown guy. Yeah, fellow brown boys here. <laughs> brown boys unite. <laughs> and he, uh, I, I think at the time you had the the very like Kanye pink polo style, like yeah. uh, Argyle sweater. And, uh, yeah, and I, I remember like, that. Omar. I like, this guy's killing it because everyone else here is like, I don't know, dressing like. Everyone was afraid to do it. I was just, I was just like, I'm going to do it. Yeah, he went head. Or Some guy actually in. wanted to fight me because I was wearing a pink polo in middle school. Wow. What? Really? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, keep going. He wanted to fight you? Yeah. Oh, so you had on the Kanye take my film fit and yes. run away from the take MTV crew. Take my film fit. <laughs> yeah. What is yeah, that? Exactly. The Jesus took Yeah, the Jesus Walks Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> started pouting. Yeah. Sick <laughs> reference. So that's how you, that's, that's. I mean, we bonded over the love for sneakers for sure. Yeah. And yeah. the culture, I guess you could also say. The culture at large. The culture at large. Yeah, it's crazy. Crazy to think that that was over. That was 2006. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> 2006. Wow, bro. We're about to know each other for 20 years, dude. Oh, my goodness. That's crazy. That's dope, though, man, to yeah. have a friendship that lasts that long. You know. Yeah, it's fire. Yeah, Yeah, because how many how many friendships do you have that have been that have been active for that long? A very small number. Yeah, like one, on one hand, right? Yeah. Well, maybe a little bit over one and a half hands gotcha. for sure yeah. Say, yeah my i mean my best friend uh his name's ej we've been homies since fifth grade oh wow and we're still like this yeah. he's, he's my my daughter's godfather and it's pretty cool special yeah. EJ, man. yeah shout out ej yeah good dude right there that's beautiful fucking since fifth grade yeah damn bro. and then we got marion i think it had to have been around 2008 maybe 2007 yeah it was pretty but Pretty it was like I, I had a friend who was rapping at the time. Shout out to Neek. Uh, shout outs to Flow Deep. <laughs> Classic. Are right you aware there. today's ten thirteen? Yeah. Oh, dang it. <laughs> happy birthday, <laughs> Dom. <laughs> we did that on purpose. Happy birthday is from all Texas last night too. Dang, dude. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, no, but like, yeah, just crazy. I what I remember of Marion was just how gifted he was. Dude, wow. He like the dude. Man. I'm just out here to just guess you where his What a, what a compliment. <laughs> such you a get yours in a little bit. Don't worry, don't worry, bro. No, but I, yeah, definitely like he knew graphic design. He knew audio engineering. He can rap himself. He, you know, like record music. Like it, it, I was just also video editing too. Like my dude was like making videos. Like when I think about somebody who just like crushed Bro, he was an original crusher, bro. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that was that's crazy. Dude, a, event planner, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, all of it. A concert thrower. Well, the crazy thing is before I met Neek, it was just me and Goose. Yep. So like Goose's skills when it came to that creative stuff was very limited. And so I just like I was going to UNLV at the time. Kind of. I just went to the campus, but I didn't go to my classes. <laughs> so I taught myself everything. Pretty much, I'm pretty sure that's how you did everything. Yeah. Self-taught. YouTube and, University. Uh, so you caught me at a time where I was just trying to do everything. So when I met you through Neek, and I was like, Neek, me and Neek were like, yo, let's fucking work together. Let's build like a team. And then he told me about you. And then you had your um, 
what's that vlog? I want a straw hat. Yeah, oh, I remember that. Yeah, that's when I was like, oh shit, this is vlog. I didn't even know what that was, right? So I was like, oh shit, this is cool. And you were, I know you say like you, you're this is you now, but like you've been doing this media stuff for a minute too. For yeah. sure. No, yeah, I, 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 a lot of people think I'm very gifted, and I just think I didn't quit. Yeah, like I mean, exactly. I hope I'd be this good. I hope I'd be able to speak into this, you know, industry or wherever, you know, whatever this is, uh, twenty some odd years later. But, um, but no, I, I think just I'm grateful. It's like the world is like moving in the direction, and I'm just grateful I yeah. picked up a camera when I did. Yeah. That's good because I do remember, like, at one point, I remember vaguely there was a conversation where you were kind of like, I don't know what to do. Like, like where, like, I think you probably just felt like you were like stagnant at one point. And then, um, it just, you know, you just kept at it, I guess. And then it grew into this version of Omar, which is crazy how yeah. clear you are on my Instagram. You're, you're the clearest <laughs> dude. <laughs> you're the cle- hey, you're the clearest Facts. dude on my Instagram. No, for real. I swear, Yo, I swear to God, if you don't follow Omar or Think Media and you're like, you must follow him so you could really see, because it's like when you wipe your eyes like yeah. in the morning, it's like the fir- after wiping your eyes, everything is clear. And that's what it feels like on Instagram. Yo, it, it, that's like such a cool compliment. Dude. No, it's crazy. <laughs> it's like, guy. I'm like, I swear to God, bro, like it makes me stop and why like, I, I know you so like I, I'm always interested in what you got to say right no matter what it is I'm always interested but now that you're super clear it's like I actually enjoy it even more now because you're like in 5k <laughs> you know yeah. yeah that's like cool. damn I didn't know we had these many, many pixels on the on the phone yeah I didn't know like my dude's bringing like I feel like I got a 55 inch screen on my fucking phone yeah you know facts. I mean? no I, f- I feel that because he you are the clearest guy on my fucking timeline <laughs> Um, the clearest, bro. Yeah, dropping gems like crazy. So, yeah. Yeah, what, one thing game. I wanted to mention that we didn't mention is Omar is also a hooper. Oh, mm. very true. He didn't introduce that part. So, Omar can hoop. I'm I, trying to get it back, but because yeah, were you hooping I, this morning? I do. I have a, a small group, uh, and that's just a fancy word for a group of fellas that all go to the same church. Uh, and we meet at 6 30 a.m. on Thursdays. At the <laughs> this might be too much information. At the um basketball court <laughs> and dude we get it in for about an hour hour and a half and then uh that's it yeah so but it's yeah. crazy like i just you know you you think you could do something now and you're like dang i used to be able to do that yeah i tried to explain that that on this pod many times but it's like you feel like your body can do what your mind remembers it doing right and it just doesn't happen yeah it's a crazy thing that must that feels frustrating yeah <laughs> you're like could, it's I like could, it's not my body anymore yeah. <laughs> i've been feeling like that for about the last 15 years bro. <laughs> How long has this been going on? The, the the weekly the weekly hoops. Uh, it's just like maybe three weeks now. We'll only do it for another four, and then it's like we take a, a break. It's, yeah, yeah. We do like semester things. I'm also a pastor. That's probably something that you guys could have like introduced. But oh yeah, so, but Sorry about that. not random. I mean, yeah. but cool. You know, it's yeah. cool. Like I would say, what got me locked in on video was that I found an awesome church and I got radically saved. And I just started serving the church and it was yeah. a very, you know, relevant church. They were doing like videos and creative promos and stuff. And I just started serving and over time it turned into a, a full-time job. I, I got to be the creative director for about three and a half, four years. And I got to refine, refine my skills, become really good at, you know, leadership and all this stuff. And, uh, and then at the same time, still dabbling with vlogging and editing. And, uh, but over the course of that era, I think it, it allowed me to get into the place of actual education and teaching this stuff but. yeah yeah that was a dope post you had on your instagram where um you were preaching 
and you were talking about how like you didn't really know like your direction and then the whole camera that you had picked up the cameras and, and just went yeah i mean it, it was a yeah it's a clip uh, that where i talk about moses this famous biblical character uh he had a staff in his hand and the bible says god told him just use the thing that's in your hand use the staff and that's what he 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 did to part the red sea and then mm -hmm. the red sea parted and and in the same way, a lot of the times people think when they come to the Lord, they actually have to put down everything mm -hmm. to come to him. And in, in some sense, 100, you need to trust him. But at the same time, you know, God is awesome. And he's probably put something in your hand, something that you, you like what you like, probably because of the way he created you, you mm -hmm. know, like. And so don't drop the good thing when, when you come to God. Uh, maybe that's the thing he wants to use to reach more people. And mm -hmm. I've been able to see that in a, in a powerful way, for sure. Yeah. yeah. You know what else Moses did? He parted my my gap in my teeth <laughs> after that after that shit closed. <laughs> shit just fucking parted it again. Man. Yeah, we were talking about our teeth. Uh, yeah. Mar Marion said my teeth look really good, and I'm grateful for that. I never had braces, and yeah, never. Fire, yeah. uh, I was growing up, and I had a gap in between my the top two teeth. But my dentist, my mom's dentist, because she was kind of concerned. She's like, should he get braces? He's like, I think there's a 70% chance that it's going to close when he grows older. I was That's like, crazy. all right, well, let's bet on that. You got a fire dentist, bro. <laughs> Your yeah. dentist just looks 70%. <laughs> <laughs> Your mouth straightens out. It's a good bro. guess. That's fire, bro. Yeah. <laughs> That's Damn, dope, that's dope. Yo, can we talk about you and you finding the church and becoming a pastor in your journey? Are you open about that? Yeah, 100. Yeah. So how did, how did it all start? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it I was raised Catholic uh, for 2019 years and did the whole thing. Got, you know, baptized as an infant, confirmed, communion, the whole nine. And it wasn't till my brother and my sister started attending this life-giving church. And by life-giving church, I mean like a church that preached the Bible. You know, a lot of young people were there for the first time ever. I would go to church and I'm like, dude, there's a lot of people my age. Because mm -hmm. I would say in the, in the Catholic church, there was a gap. There was like, you had very young people who were dragged to church and then you had older people. And right. then like that, that young adult flow was kind of absent. And so this was new to me, but also it was very engaging the way the message, you know, the, the sermon was being preached. And yeah, so it was December 2011, I, I, got, I got saved. I mean, I, I, I realized that my entire life, I thought I had a relationship with God and I didn't. It was just religion. And you learn that like Jesus hated religion. And I'm like, dude, the very thing that I like got locked into is the thing that Jesus hates. Just checking off the box, going through the motions. That's not a relationship. And so I learned that like by the grace of God, Jesus, you know, went forth, he put his, life down and he lived a sinless perfect life and and rose again just to prove it just to prove that he is god and if you put your faith in him you get uh, the bible says in ephesians 2 8 that for by grace you've been saved through faith so if i just believe in the finished work of jesus i can have relation right relationship with god and now the beautiful thing is god no longer sees my good works or my bad works or my good deeds and my bad deeds he sees jesus not omar and now I, because of that, I, I have right relationship with God. And so uh, the beautiful thing is I just got you know, surrounded with just awesome people um, at my church. And for the first time, I kind of, I guess you could say, like had friends that, you know, we weren't doing anything, but we were doing things that just like made us better. And we were, we were hanging out and having healthy conversations and uh, also met my wife during that time. And um, the journey though, there was a, there was a moment in 2014 uh, or 2015, where one of the guys that was on staff at the church I was at, 
uh, his name's Daniel Fernandez. He he took me for for six Mondays in a row. He was like, meet me at this Starbucks at six a.m. and I'm going to teach you how to interpret scripture, and you'll never look at you'll never look at the Bible this the same way. And so yeah, I just locked in, and that I would say that you know season of discipleship changed my life because now. I started seeing scripture differently in in the way I believe God designed us to see it. We're not we're never supposed to like make see a scripture and make it what I th- we think it means. It's like no, that this was written on purpose for a purpose. And so learning the correct uh, you know reason why a, a scripture is what it is, and it was just I, I started to get passionate about it, um, and my love for people started growing. And I think that was just a, a work God was doing in me. And so I just loved people, like yeah. you know, like me and my wife would have these small groups. It was a young adult group and it grew to like 40 people in our small little house. And it just showed me that people were hungry for community. And so I just kept it locked in. And over the course of some time, I actually ended up quitting my job to pursue like freelance creative work, you know, do weddings and family photo shoots and stuff. And then, uh, and then my, uh, an old friend reached out and said, Hey, we're planting a church. We're starting a brand new church here in Las Vegas. Would you and your wife like consider being a part of that and we were like let's do it and so that's the church we're at right now is called city light vegas uh we're in the southwest part of town here in vegas and it's been cool to see we see over a thousand people on a sunday now um and me and my wife oversee the small groups ministry i'll preach a couple times but the ordination like when i when omar became a pastor was 20 2000 uh, uh, 2021. <laughs> Who says it like that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this guy. Um, what a what a boomer. <laughs> okay. 2021. Sounds like a I don't know J song. Okay. Um, no. So. <laughs> Was, yeah okay uh no so yeah he my, my pastor was like bro i want to i want to confirm the call of god that's on your life i want we want to ordain you and i was like dude i'm scared <laughs> yeah yo fast i feel that and so you know but you know just his thing was like you're all you've already been walking in this like you know this is just evident on your life and so we just want to come and confirm it so yeah there was like a night where they laid hands on me and prayed over me and commissioned me and ordained me and so yeah your boy's pastor omar now Hell yeah. it's beautiful <laughs> grass man yeah. so grass. you don't have to you don't have to like um Obviously, like you said, you grew up Catholic, and like I feel like priests, they got to go to college and do all no, that. No, like, you don't have to do that. For- uh, so I think the difference is in kind of like the the circle you're in. You know, different uh, organizations and denominations would require different things. In my, in our case, we're a non-denominational church, and you know, we're governed by a, a board of directors, and there's things like that. And so, you, essentially, they get to you, you can decide it kind of how you want it. The, yeah. s- the same goes where if you want to be an ordained minister without even being a part of a church or going to college, you can do that and start marrying people on the strip. You know, like uh, so. Um, oh shit! Yeah, okay. it kind of goes either way you want to go. But yeah, it's the flow, and it's been cool. So in that time, you know, I'm just like also making videos, and yeah. um, uh, sh- me and Sean. Sean's the CEO of Think Media, and uh, he started Think Media all by himself, and then. 2016 i saw him in the gym we, we didn't i mean we lived like four minutes away from each other and he was just grinding trying to get his channel off the ground and at the time he was at about seventeen thousand subscribers but went full time at seventeen thousand subscribers yeah uh, without choice you know he got a lot of his uh, con- uh contract clients got dropped so he was all in and he saw that the the power of like affiliate marketing he made a couple dollars mm-hmm. from amazon selling cameras and he was like dude if this could be something special. And so that's when I kind of came on and started just shooting and editing and then it progressed. And he was like, bro, I need you to teach. I want you to get in front of the camera. And so it's been a cool thing to look back on and 
2.2 million subscribers yeah. later. Wow, that's only six years ago. It's only six years ago. That's crazy. Yeah. I didn't know you knew this much about stuff. What do we call this? Media? <laughs> Digital media? Yeah. Like, I watch your, your um, obviously, we follow you on Instagram. Like I said, you're the clearest dude I see. So I'm always <laughs> watching. But, like, did you, uh, did you just, like, learn this on the fly? Or were you already... Yeah, you I mean, already understood. I think so much of it, of course, was self-taught. I never got formal education, a lot of things on YouTube. Um, but I think I just put myself in enough scenarios to get enough reps uh, and volume at some point produces something. And so, you know, I think, you know, I've been through enough situations and circumstances to realize what, what someone would need. Uh, and then also just being a part of the evolution of seeing the YouTube channel grow and, and then helping a ton of people grow YouTube channels. And um, and so I think just the culmination of the experience on a volume standpoint has allowed me to learn a lot, know a lot. And when you become, when you actually become an educator, like when you put yourself in the shoes of an educator, you actually become a, a student, a student, yeah. you know, and then now I'm at the forefront. And, and actually, if I put out bad information, I'm actually, because I'm an educator, I get the first you know, feedback to yeah. know that oh, like, yeah. hey, that's that that's was wrong. the wrong thing. Cool, yeah. now I know, yeah. <laughs> you know, so. Um, yeah, I think it's a culmination of a lot of things, but definitely always learning. And it is crazy. It's crazy to think that there was one point where I would, you know, look after this new camera and want this new camera. And now these companies are paying us a lot of money to sell their cameras. Like, it's just kind of a crazy reality, um, that we get to live in that right now. Yeah. And going off of like student and volume, you were the broadcasting guy at school. Yeah. He was already, he was always on TV. It's like the newscaster. Yeah, yeah. so my sophomore year, you get to choose your electives, and I, I chose broadcast journalism, and you kind of do the morning announcements once a week, and you get to make creative like commercials. That's kind of when I first started messing with video, and at the time, you would have to capture the video directly into Premiere Pro, like yeah. second for oh, second, damn. and then when you rendered, you had to do it the other way. Um, and then, but I found that time would just pass like crazy when I would edit, and I'm like, dude, I really enjoy this. And so I went home, and I illegally downloaded Sony Vegas, which yeah. was like a... I think I went to Target, bought a, a camera to like start vlogging with, and uh, and then yeah, the rest is history. So you I spent. Was, you I always find a lot of people that like get in their their starting video during the time I did. They went one of two ways. They went the music video route, or mm -hmm. they went the skateboard route. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's only two <laughs> options. Yeah. And so I did the music video route. <laughs> <laughs> the music shot some videos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you shot some videos for Marion. Oh, dude, before. we went yeah, him. Yeah, we, we did. Dude, vlogs like. Vlog. We did a tour. Yeah, we we uh. So like when when Nick would do shows in Cali, obviously I'd be like, "Yo, who, who we bring?" It's Omar. You know, so yeah. that's why I was like, Omar could shoot and edit. You know, for Nick because Nick had his own following. He had his own team already, and like. I think the only thing he was missing was like the mix and get connecting him with producers and stuff. So that's yeah. when I came into play. And um, man, I feel like we almost had it with that dude. Yeah, almost had it. He's still going. He's still doing his thing. Yeah. No. But, I mean, what I mean, I dude, I think about that a lot. I yeah. think I, I think everyone knew, you know, how how awesome he was, the looks he had going for him. You know, when when I do think about when I trace back and and I if he hears this, I I know he'll hear it in love. Uh, you don't have to be talented to make it. I think we can agree. Like there are some whack rappers yeah. that make it. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think it's their ability to think that they are good enough or stupid enough to think that they can actually do this thing. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, it's and, like irrational confidence, irrational exactly. confidence. And it's the confidence that like in a room, they're like, you're mm -hmm. special. Yeah, yeah. It's like, but you don't have to rap for me. You're just special because you're just confident. <laughs> you <know>? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so I, when I trace back to moments where, you know, potential, you know, like a show that could have happened 
I, th I do think, I don't know if like in his knowers of nowhere, did he really think that he could probably do this thing, you know? Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, he had the squad behind him. I was making free videos like it was no one. Yeah, yeah it's crazy <laughs> to have yeah. him back then, work, like doing full-time work for free. Yeah, that's right. he was doing I mean, all that, like, shit, I, ain't have a, I didn't have a check. I wasn't getting no checks. Like, yeah. Leek was getting no checks. We, none of us was. Like, we were just, we were just, uh, I guess, go, not going through the motions, but we were going through the experience. Yeah. No, learning, and you, you know? Yeah, and you, you, you know, and I, I see, now I see so many, and, you know, when it comes to create creatives, I have found that, like, creatives that don't that lack the business sense do they get taken advantage of and yeah. they also miss out on a lot yeah. and then you have people who have a very strong business sense but lack a creative mm -hmm. the business sense people typically are able to to do the thing quicker just because they're able to monetize in yeah. whatever shape or capacity so you guys had a thought process between we need to make music because we need to get on these blogs right. and once we get on these blogs in particular two dope boys go wear hip-hop whatever yeah, then life that, will so. change uh because that's where like the Wiz Khalifa the, the Kid yeah. Cudi like the where that Miller's J. Cole yeah all popped off it was Miller, all yeah. on the blog area era so that was your train of thought and I think what's crazy to think when I think about there, there was 100% an audience you guys built in and it could have been a small audience but you guys yeah. had diehard fans yeah they would show up to shows there. I would I would ask what did you have for those people you know like yeah. and that's me looking back hindsight twenty twenty always right yeah, like having a community like now you guys are able to let diehard fans be a part of this and go to go deeper with yeah. them and I think that's something that that people are now catching on yeah. you know and we were definitely missing that like there was a disconnect between I think our group and the fans yeah know? like we just supplied them with music and entertainment yeah but we could have probably did way more. But like you said, look at hindsight back. 2020. Yeah. yeah, but it's dope, man. Like hindsight cool. 2021. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 100. <laughs> but it's cool. I mean, it, it just is cool. Like, dude, experiences are awesome, and you know, just cool to look back and and think about all that and how it plays a role today. Like, yeah, 100, you know, man. Like you're still speaking into a microphone. You still sound like you can rap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were doing mic yeah. tests earlier. He sounded like he was about to spit a verse. <laughs> and I'm always late still. You know what I'm saying? Like, rapper so time. when you were making videos for, for Neek and, and Marion, what, what was your goal at the time? Like, what did you want to do with Dude, your that's life? That's a cool question. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I just enjoyed making videos so much yeah. that when we would make a music video or like a recap video, it would put me in a in a in a position to learn again something new. Mm -hmm. So you know, I would consume you know certain kinds of music videos and see how they're using imagery or text or this, that, and the other. And it would it would be a seed to to potentially try something like that on the next video shoot. Yeah. And so yeah, I specifically remember you know getting a, a borrowing a camera and going to this like deserted apartment complex to shoot this video for Dom a Neek, and it was like an '88 you know remix or freestyle thing. And I was like, I, I love the, the look of a super wide lens and you're like shaking it on a camera. So like it gave me the ability to like test things, I think, yeah. you know, and and so I think that's what it was. It was just like my I guess you could say it was a hunger to just constantly learn. And I and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Right. You know? Yeah. Were you actively seeking other work or were you just 100 percent focused on on Neek? No, yeah, well, at the time I wasn't. So, yeah, I, I don't know if I've ever quote unquote have ever actually sought out work because I just it was always I always saw opportunities to just do it you know and 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 then it got to a point where I was able to do it for you know weddings you know do weddings and things like that and small business promos and um but 
No, I mean, dude, it's funny. Like, I haven't really th- gave it that much thought. But I think starting from a place of curiosity and hunger 100. is what made you do it more. Because if you were starting from a place of looking for money, there's obviously no money that Dom or, or anybody yeah. could give you at the time. Right. Um, so I think having that, starting from that place versus the other, it just made you work 10 times harder than the person that was looking for the dollar. 100. And I would say it's kind of hard now because now people see what they can do with the right. creative. And it's like, they, they, you know, maybe they don't want to put in that free work. But it's right. like, dude it's good you know just yeah. do it you yeah. know even if even if who you're doing for could actually pay you but like but that's something i'm even journeying through is like how does how do you teach hunger you know like because like there are a lot of young people that that could learn these this awesome skill and i actually think there's a new breed of creator and it's not a videographer or a filmmaker the new breed of a creator is called a shredder it's mm. someone who can follow somebody around like an entrepreneur, you know, you guys follow Gary Vee and mm-hmm, stuff. Yeah. Like this guy named D-Rock is his shredder. It's mm-hmm. a guy who follows him around and is just like quick on their feet and then they're quick to turn around the content. They're, they don't relish in the artistry of what's going on, yeah. but they're quick and they can, they, they need to smack a photo, they'll smack a photo. If they're ready to get video, they're ready to, the mic's on, the, the batteries are charged, you're ready to go. It's called a shredder. And I think this is a, a, it's a new wave of creative that I think the world will pay high money for. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a volume. Thing. It's so like valuable it. to have somebody like that. Cause that's yeah. technically what you were doing right back for back in the days for Neek. We're hundred. It's like a one. Well, nowadays, like for Gary, is it a one person job? Well, now he's got a, a team and that D rock guy like, now oversees that team. Uh, yeah. But I, I do have like a friend who used to work with him and currently now works for Alex Hermosi. If you don't know, mm-hmm. he is just like a you know entrepreneur online. Um, but there's just a lot of opportunity there, but yes, it's the val- it's the volume play, you yeah. know. And I did it for Sean too. I mean, there was a time where we we would travel, and he would he he wrote a book in 2017 or 18, YouTube Secrets, and I would just travel with him. And when when somebody would come up to him and ask him a question, I had like my headphones in my ear, and it's connected wirelessly to his mic on his shirt, and I'm just like, boom, this is the moment I can yeah. capture this, and he's you know, and then repurpose. And it's crazy to see the evolution because like to see you doing all the shit for for Neek. It's like it literally transformed and it turned into something that you could have never foreseen like back then. 100. You know, that's crazy, bro. It's right. still, it's literally the same thing. It's like, it's the same job. It's the same task. It's the yeah. same passion. Yeah. And it's just evolved into something that's like now your full-time thing. Right. Which I think is what makes me feel secure about what I'm doing because there's depth. Yeah. Like, I, I think I was self-aware enough to know back then that I enjoyed what I was doing. Yeah. So if something robbed me from being able to do more of that, I would deem that maybe not quite the smartest you know, path, right? Yeah. So I think there was just a little bit of a self-awareness there because I think some people know what they enjoy doing and they know they do something that passes time, but because of life or because of a lack of self-awareness, they'll, they'll trade it for something smaller in the short term and and miss out on something that you know 10 years later who knows like if you got really good at this thing for 10 years dude you can you'll never have to worry about money you yeah. know yeah and that's exactly what you did man i feel like you honed in on that skill and just like turned it up yeah a lot it. it's yeah. it's very inspiring i mean because i remember watching all of those old videos i know i keep referencing them but like that's kind of how i started to get to know you is yeah. the guy behind the camera making all these like funny videos for to get to see my cousin on tour yeah. and like Callie yeah. and like dude, that's, what, what you that's what's doing. funny about like I guess you could say our relationship you know it's just yeah. like it was like dude Jay your cousin be like famous on YouTube <laughs> 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 like, doing all the right things like, uh, you know it was like it, it was cool to even see what what you were doing on YouTube and yeah. um, and how you were using it in the way we highly ed- help people educate people and lead them into and that is through education yeah. you know like 
uh, YouTube is consumed in two different ways. It's whether it's either entertainment value or educational value. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think everyone here could say that like I've gone on YouTube and I've searched how to do something. How to how to X, you know, how to watch this J Cole beat I made for J Cole's newest album. Uh, no, but you teaching (laughs) Ableton and all that stuff. And, and, uh, it's what brought your following. Yeah. But then the, you over time, you're able to evolve and, and start, you know, seeding in certain things, your interests and other things surround producing. Uh, and, and it's powerful building an audience is crazy. Uh, I've, I've heard this, that like the, the greatest, the, the skill that's going to be, the new form of oil. Like at one time it was like buying land and having mm-hmm. oil and that would made billionaires that the newest skill is going to be people who can hold attention. Yeah. Who can build audiences and hold attention. And wow. if you can do that, you wouldn't have to worry about finances. I agree. That's so crazy, man. How like uh digital media just became like a, a gold mine nowadays. Yeah. Cause yeah. everything needs it. You know, like just uh, with, with me finishing uh, school in the sports world, they need, like, there's so many, uh, like, obviously marketing is a big thing in any business, right? But they they put so much effort in digital media mm-hmm. and not just print media or billboards uh, or, or TV rights. A lot of it is digital media because of the fact that, essentially, it's almost like a free platform, right? Right. Yeah. With your Twitters and YouTubes, it's like a free platform. But, like, they're hiring so many people and these people are getting paid to just document teams, sports teams, athletes, Mm -hmm. and show people and get their attention, build a fan base, and then, you know, essentially that's where they're going to get their their money from and sell their products. Yeah, I mean, I think we're moving into a place where long are the days where you have to throw down $500,000 for a commercial. It's like, use that $500,000, hire six people, and let them run content, you know, for the company or the business or the brand or whatever, and... That's just where we're going. Because if you're if you're putting all that effort into one video, not everyone's going to see that video. Mm-hmm. You know? exactly. And so, exactly. um, it's, yeah, crazy times we live in for sure. Yeah. Out of all the things that you do, what do you think is like your favorite thing to do? Out of all the things I do, what is my favorite yeah. thing that it? Dude, I mean, I think it's two things. I think uh, I, I love the local church. I love building the local church. But more than that, I love helping people yeah. and, and helping people discover why God's created them and, 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 and allow them to see the path that they could start walking in that, that God's you know wants them to walk in and essentially know their calling and know that they're even called. But, but that ties in heavily into what I do in the video sense because I'm, yeah. I'm helping people realize that you have something to offer and that you can just turn on a smartphone and, and start sharing things in the world. So uh, I know I, I, de- I genuinely enjoy now being in front of the camera and, and teaching and educating. Um, but I think I also feel like, you know, a lot of times I don't realize if the influence that has actually come, like, yeah. I mean, just cause I'm, you're in your own world, kind of just making YouTube videos. Right. And, you know, I still got some dreams and aspirations to still go, go about and do but I thoroughly enjoy making videos. Yeah. Yeah. That's dope. What are some of those dreams? Like what, like what else? Cause right now I see you like, you're really, really uh, killing it right now. Right. So what else do you want to do? What else is Omar like wants to do with his life? Dude, I think about this a lot. And I, the, the, the simple answer is I don't 100% know. Right. There are little things that I would like to capitalize on. Like um, I do believe that video podcasting is still in its, in its inception phase. Mm-hmm. Very early. Very early. Like I, I believe that companies that do want to pr- produce more content, a, p- a potential missing uh, key element might just be start a podcast. Like, mm. because it'll, it, there, 
it leverages time very well because mm -hmm. you sit down once and you record, you know, however long you want to go and, you know, section off the process. And then you have so many clips to post other things on social media after the fact. And so you're able to do so many mediums and, you know, and distribute uh, everything in one sitting. So I'd love to do like, I because I know and I feel in my gut that like this is still the future, I want a big part in that. Like yeah. I want to, I, I would love to, a studio in Las Vegas. Um, I'm working on one in Dallas and I uh, would love a studio where it's a done for you service. Uh, I'd also be like to be like the leading educator, which I think if you, if you type in video podcast setup and kind of show up everywhere, yeah. 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 that <laughs> keyword is kind of like, uh, I just, because I did it for a company in 2018 and and I, I took their business from, um, from zero dollars uh, a month in sales to $250,000 in sales in eight months. Wow. All organic through a podcast, like it's crazy. Um, and and so the power is there to be able to connect it to a business, but I just, I would love a you know, make a course on that. And then that idea with like the, the shredder and the D-Rock and how mm -hmm. that's like a new breed of creative. Yeah. I think that's like my $10 million idea is like either a school or like a mastermind or something where we create those people mm. and, and they get, you know, you, if somebody reaches out and says, Hey, if you'd like to, uh, you know, hire somebody that you brokerage their salary, maybe 10% as long as they're on or whatever. But then there's also the idea of like, there's a lot of entrepreneurs that know they should be doing video, but they don't need, they got the money to pay for a person to do it. But like, if both of them went through a six month, you know, mastermind or something, and that by the end of that, they'd be ready to run and do stuff. It'd be, you know, something like that, but that would be very like high ticket. Do you have any interest in being a shred editor for somebody? Oh, no, I feel like I did my, I, yeah. I feel like I did my reps for you that. You did his shredding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did my shredding. Shredder University, bro, right here. Yeah. Now yeah. you, now you need a shredder. Right. Ooh. Which I've, I have sent away three. Dang. Really? Why? Yeah. Because, dude, I feel like I'm, my life is, is it's an open-handed life. I'm not, yeah. you know, if, if, if I can help you get to the next stage and if that, slows me down a little bit that's okay you yeah. know so oh, I, mean, I see what you're saying you actually sent them on to yeah like I, yeah i've had i've had Got a few you. people that were that for me yeah. and that they now uh work for somebody else full-time oh i see I thought okay. you hacked them like you ain't good enough no. yeah that's what i that's what i was thinking i was <laughs> like them away. yeah you guys aren't good enough <laughs> yeah. let me do this myself <laughs> they graduated yeah i feel like it would be a lot of pressure to be the shredder for you because you are the the crispiest guy on instagram so <laughs> yeah, they'd be man. like i gotta keep up but yeah, if they graduated from there, then they learn from the yeah. best. Omar's but, bar is yeah. <laughs> The crazy thing though is that the reason why I feel like it, it could be such a f financially lucrative thing is that colleges aren't teaching this form of mm -hmm. marketing. No, like no, modern marketing not. is not being taught in, in Ivy League schools and stuff, but people are paying so much money to learn marketing. And it's like, yeah. you're learning old tactics. It's like, it's crazy. I actually think in marketing should be more psychology than it is marketing itself. Yeah. yeah. Learning how people think and why people, exactly. you know, convert and all that stuff. But, uh, but no, what's crazy is dude, the UNLV film director emailed me oh, and he go. was like, dude, uh, we love your stuff on think media. We noticed that you have a UNLV flag in the back of your shot. Sick. If you'd like to come and help us set up a podcast studio, we want to start a podcast, blah, blah, blah. I was like, uh -huh. oh, that's a cool little full circle moment. Yeah. yeah that's dope. Um, but yeah, I mean, I also didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> just cool email. Just cool email. <laughs> you just got it for a flex. I print it out. Frame it, like, no reply. I told y'all. Put it next to the flag. Next to the flag. That's fire, bro. That's fire. Because no, I was taking marketing classes at UNLV when, when, when I was 
going there at the same time. Didn't graduate. Which shout out to Jay. He helped me in Japanese. Literally. Oh, yeah. Dude, I will pay for those sins one day. No, I'm just kidding. Like literally during a test, swap papers like just quick. Oh, yeah. Wow. I just did not understand it. He spoke it spoke it fluently. And uh I forgot gonna, about You could have charged him for that, bro. You missed that. Well he, for Christmas he got me like something special. So I was like, oh, oh okay. this, it this worked, was it way paid worth off. it. Yeah. Oh y'all oh, had a Japanese class together? Yeah. yeah. We, uh what did you have to fulfill? Just like an elective? Yeah, it was just it had to be one language and I was like, Oh, it'd be so cool to learn Japanese and then you're like, What the heck, dude? Dude, yeah. I feel like you had it in like the first month or two and then like I it did ramp up fast and then yeah. that's probably when we had to stop swapping yeah. or start swapping papers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, y'all were swapping legit per- tests. Yeah. Like legit <laughs> That's next level. Next level. Like that's not even like looking over the shoulder. That's because no. yeah. you can't just look over the shoulder and be like, look at it. and he had fluent <laughs> writing. Like, you know, there's one thing of like you're learning these, these shapes and letters and stuff yeah. and but he's like fluent with it. He has like the, the pencil faded off. And, you know? <laughs> Yo, that's man. that's fire, man. I I did not know they had a Japanese class. I totally yeah. forgot about that. I I even forgot we had a class uh it was probably ge- geometry in high school yeah that's uh, probably what it was yeah totally forgot yeah that's crazy because at universities you get caught cheating that's it you're yeah, yeah. there's like no chances Is there? second chances i didn't I know, don't know. <laughs> i didn't know that and i, I was know. also doing army rotc i probably would have got so funny <laughs> hey man he's here now so he's, <laughs> no, not yeah, unscathed. Yeah, yeah. he's fine <laughs> It worked out for him. Yeah. Um, so I know you said you wanted to, you're, you're talking about being an educator. Do you have any uh, interest in like making your own YouTube channel and kind of growing that? And excuse me if you already have one. I don't, oh, yeah. I, I mean, I do. I don't post on it. I mean, yeah. it's, it, it, there's a lot of search based stuff. So like I have 30,000 subscribers without like yeah. really, because every day I guess people find it. But no, I, I think I'm slow to do that because I feel like when I'm ready to like go all in on my personal YouTube channel and, uh, then I would like to have it such a very you know clear vision on what that would look like, um, but it probably be along the lines of like a video podcast oh, because okay. I think the the time saver in it, and I think if you have the experience factor uh, with the ability to deliver on a video podcast, I think it would be a, val- a valuable thing. And then yeah. the video podcast hack time and um, and all that stuff. So I yeah, because I'm I'm not the one who like. I, the Mr. Beast game, you know, yeah. where it's like fast paced editing and then trying to reset attention every three to five seconds is it's, it's a way I just don't, it's not the only way. Right. And I've, I've also learned that's a very masculine editing style. You know, girls don't necessarily like that. Like when Amanda's watching Mr. Beast with me, she's doing it cause we're just on, it's on the TV, right. but she's like, dude, this is like too it's much. Just, yeah. yeah. It's, it's too, too stimulating. Yeah, yeah. It's like all over the place. But way. it's cool though. Yeah. Like it's definitely if if that's a route, it's it works. Yeah. One of them. You know, you know it's dope that you posted. Uh, I, I can't remember when, um, but it it like resonated with me is when you were talking about like churches, right? How instead of them, and I'm trying to do this verbatim, instead of them trying to get people in there and focus on just getting people to the church, because like for example, I don't go to church, right? So like that guy never really. When I got older, out of high school, I was never really a church dude. Um, but like you said with the Catholic thing, like we yeah. got dragged to church, right? So I never liked it. But what you said what was dope was why don't they focus on like a YouTube channel and put their things on a church or I'm sorry, on a channel, their their uh I don't know what they call masses or whatever, and let the people find it or use it at their the time that they wanna to to listen to like a sermon or something. For oh, people for sure. who don't even like might not like to go to church but still want to hear something. Right. Like that shit was dope. Uh, when I heard that, and the first thing I thought of was like, oh, he's about to do that. That's going to be the next move. He's about to do it. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's, that's no, I mean, I, I definitely spent a lot of my time helping other churches, like whether it be like a off zoom call, or if I go to a conference, you know, do like a breakout or something like that. I think, uh, what's tough, uh, about that is I am locked in at like what I do on Sundays. Like I love my church and I feel like if I were to move into that season, it would be a season of me traveling on the weekends. Cause I would watch people's processes and how the creatives are, are planning their Sundays. But yeah, I do think that the church can, the church generally speaking, can do a better job at teaching people, you know, like Monday through uh, Saturday uh, about, about the, th the biggest questions in life, like just be the resource, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and then set it straight, you know, like, um, but yes, I think a lot of the effort is like, come to us, come to us. And actually Jesus's uh, final words while he was alive, he says, uh, all authority has been given to me. Now go out and make disciples like go out and do it you know so i i think there's a, a connection to how we market m modern day uh in regards to do something like that yeah god said let make disciples let's use youtube <laughs> <laughs> i think we're talking about the same post but i remember hearing that and and finding it really interesting that you said don't turn your page into like a bulletin board for people turn it into a place where people can get value uh. you know so bars and i was like wow that's really yeah because most churches are like that they're just Bulletin like hey this boys. is what we got it's going on we got a sunday yeah. part picnic going on like come through yeah but like none of the posts are like what what sort of value can you can you get from this one post right you yeah. know no i think that's just i mean i'm learning that like the business world is leading in this or like you mm -hmm. know the in the creative space of things and and the idea of like just give the free value yeah. like you don't need anything in return because over time you know you, you don't need to ask. I mean, you, you'll just sell shirts because people love what you're doing, you yeah. know, like, or whatever it is you want to do. If, they, if you show up valuable. So I know that I'm spending this, you know, I've been spending this year, 20, 2022. Hey. <laughs> 2022. <laughs> I've been spending this year to just, you know, just go crazy on my Instagram and show up consistently with yeah. free value. I know I can snap my fingers in a year and a half from now and do whatever I want, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and that just happens because, people just build reports, this feeling they want, they already want me to have something. And it's kind of like that Gary V effect. He talks about the jab, 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 right hook. Mm -hmm. So J Gary V, before he even sells a book, he announces it and it's New York Times bestseller because yeah, he has nothing to sell. Mm -hmm. um, in the meantime, he's just giving away free value. So that that uh, psychology thinking, that thinking is uh, is very smart. Yeah. Yeah. We went to look on your Instagram the other day to look for like a maybe a post to share and it was all reels. We haven't seen a, a photo or carousel in like years a, a long scroll yeah i've i've I had a unlock moment where you know the people i in my world that are really killing it on instagram they do they, it's a it's a business yeah that's it it's yeah, like 100 i so so if it's a business I, I care less about what people think yep if it's a business uh I'm, I'm not trying to get too tied to it like it's just you know so i mean my family will sometimes be like hey you didn't even like post about my like thing i'm like dude it's my business yeah, <laughs> yeah. Business no, but in all honesty i don't tr I, i'm treating it less and less personal you know yeah. and that's just that, that's even a process over time because i'm like we're instagram we're all about instagram you know yeah, like yeah. and um but i've learned that like the people that are killing it it's it's business first yeah 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 it's crazy because i'm trying to learn how to make it a business thing first but i don't know necessarily how to do it i guess so it's it's like now my personal is everyone's business now. Yeah. <laughs> that's how it's looking. <laughs> that's that's, that's a bar too. That's bro. how it's looking. I'm use that in a future. I got to figure out how to monetize my personal. Because <laughs> right now that's the business, bro. No, that, I mean, it's honestly, the, that is the hack. It's yeah. like, 
when somebody can think of your brand, personal brand, yeah. you know, and and you, people don't need to realize that we all are given a personal brand. Yeah. To, you know, and and how you go about promoting yourself or showing yourself because we all choose how we want to present ourselves online in some way, shape or form that like over time, like you get to influence something. So here's a crazy story. Like you guys know the the owner of Tesla. What's mm. his name? Elon Musk. Okay, Elon. you guys know the, the founder of Amazon. What's his name? Yeah. Jeffrey. Uh, Jeff. Okay. <laughs> Do you guys know the multi-billionaire person who started Pan Express? Mm, no. no. So this guy has built a multi-billion dollar empire. Mm-hmm. And, he d- and the only thing he lacks, he can't sell a book <laughs> because he doesn't have a personal brand. Yeah. But he's done something significant, but nobody right. knows who he is. And that's why we see a lot of these CEOs have intentional personal brands where they're sharing their opinions on the culture. It's like, right. it's wild, but like personal branding is, is very important. And you get to decide what people think about when they think about you. Mm. And so I am, art, I'm, 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 I love it when you guys say that, like, I'm the clearest dude. Well, like that's dope because I'm the video guy, yeah. you know? So yeah. it's, it's cool to know that like, once you have it dialed based off of who you're trying to serve, I think that's where it starts with like, who, who do I want to help? Mm-hmm. And, and and who do I have the capacity to help? Like, you know, you can also fake it and people will know over time. But if you have something to offer and you can build educational resources or what have you underneath that all, dude, you can go ham. I, I did a, call, a coach call a couple of days ago. This dude had a fitness Instagram mm-hmm. and he barely posts. I was like very impressed when he told me he's doing over 100K on his Instagram. Yeah. Barely posting, but it's, you know, it's his personal brand. But like when he goes to the gym, he just shows and then people go in the link in the bio. And then yeah. boom, boom. Damn, that's fire. Well, yeah, that, that's what I that kind of makes me think of something you said earlier when you were uh, kind of explaining when the time is <laughs> you're going to go like with your own personal YouTube page, my fault, with your own page. Not the 14 inch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you were kind of saying like you were going to do it when you have some like a clear, I don't know, vision in mind of what you wanted to do. But what's like that balance of like someone who's trying to start and they kind of don't know, but it's still good for them to at least start something 100 like, like they shouldn't they should already start recording anything even though they don't know exactly what they want to do yet yes so i yes i tell a lot of people who are stuck in the analysis paralysis phase of creating content to just start creating yeah and the reason is is because there's so many implied tasks like you don't realize it like your weight you, you think that you're just going to shoot a video and upload it but it's like no you actually have to like come up with what you're even going to talk about essentially at some point. Yeah. And then you're going to have to edit that at some point and then decide on a thumbnail, come up with the title, like do all these things. And we, and it's just a video, but there's so many things. And so yeah. I think the value in just starting is simply learning those implied tasks to creating content. Yeah. But getting reps in like all the things that come into what, what is simply sounding upload a video right. but it comes with all that i know yeah. that's which is like a funny dynamic every think media video says you gotta just press record yeah and then we're always like on podcasts like no you gotta press record you gotta upload. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's just so much to do but it starts with pressing record does, so that yeah. you can start learning everything else yeah. that comes with it so yeah. yeah always be recording man yeah facts man just got my shirt and Let's go. we, we that's it right no it's not on there no more right not nah, no more with the shirt yeah, man. that's it yeah always be recording man yeah that's where people because i get a lot of dms of people asking like how do i even like there's so many things that i want to do that i have all these ideas but it's really the advice the number one advice i give is just to bro you just need to start Start. and everything you'll figure everything along the way and then once you get to the place in your 
content life or whatever it is that you're trying to make, you'll you'll know exactly what it is that you enjoy doing, what you don't enjoy doing, and you'll know how to upload, you'll know the thumbnail, you know what to talk about, what you don't like to talk about. Right. It'll come yes. through the process. Yeah, yeah, which is like it's a funny dynamic because like you're looking at people who've done it, yeah, but they had they did it. Like mm-hmm. and they did it for themselves and they had their own journey. And it's like you just need to have your own journey. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just like yeah. go go at it, bro. <laughs> you yeah. know, like because it, it looks different for everyone and yeah. I and I do I get it. Like people who educate, even like think media, we, we at some point because you're thinking because we're teaching you, it has to look like a certain way. Yeah. But dude, there is a journey for you. I mean, just in, in the form of um creating a brand with with video. Yeah. Fire, how many uh how many hosts quote unquote are on think media yeah we there's a total of four you mm-hmm. know right now so sean cannell would who is the ceo of think media um and then we have heather torres who mm-hmm. she's the face of more the face of the podcast and she'll sometimes show up on the main channel um and then we have myself and nolan molt gotcha. and um and yeah between us four we're making content me and nolan are we our goals are like two videos a week come hell or high water we're, we're we're creating two videos a week and it's been really cool and then and we got a couple editors a producer and um we we are thinking about the future though and i think that was what's so cool about what sean saw was that it you know because a lot of youtubers just they're the face of their youtube channel and there's there is something powerful about creating a branded youtube channel because number one you can get other people in in it you know yeah. it's kind of like kind of like a news show kind of like you know, we like to think of ourselves kind of like the the content creators of Dave Ramsey, mm-hmm. the Ramsey Network, and where there's just multiple players underneath this umbrella, like Wu Tang Clan or something. But a lot of people just go and do their own thing. But you can't sell. You, that's the thing about a personal brand is you can't sell it. Yeah. But like, think media could be sold because it's just an educational right. YouTube channel, and so it's kind of like a very forward thinking move that Sean made. You know, to to make it a branded thing. Yeah. And now. I mean, we're looking for like Gen Z creators. Like we, we would love like, you know, uh, a Gen Z, you know, girl and boy that we can get, get on the channel that loves this stuff and, yeah. uh, and could evolve over time. Are you guys open about how Think Media makes money on the channel? Heck yeah. Yeah. What, what would you say? Cause I remember you saying affiliate marketing was Sean's like, that was the bread and butter at the beginning. Yeah. Is that still at the top? No. Um, I would, I mean, Think Media and I would have to think hard about all 21 but there's about 21 income streams that wow. think media has yeah. and the probably the highest would definitely be our online courses mm. um so that we have we have video ranking academy which we teach how to start a youtube channel but make videos that actually get ranked in search so you can get discovered and build a uh, a channel that way we've had over 10,000 people go through that which has been cool and then um i would say maybe around the next line down would be brand deals. And yeah. that was just a very recent thing. You know, um, Sean didn't think too much of it back in the day. And I think a lot of people didn't, they were just creating and then they had another way of making money, like selling a course or doing affiliate marketing. Um, and so, yeah, you know, last, last year we did seven figures in brand deals alone. <sighs> and yeah. we've also found that there's value in just showing up every day on our channel because it's a slot, Yeah, you know, so it gives us more opportunities to sell spots and, and so that's been cool. And then, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I mean, between the, like, Am- like Google AdSense and Amazon, it's awesome to see those numbers, but it's, but in comparison to what we make on the other side of things, it's, 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 yeah, it's nothing. A, yeah. You can't even compare. That's insane. But it's cool. Yeah, it is insane. Yeah. Like Google AdSense would probably be on average 30 to 40 grand a month. 
Yeah. And then same with AdSense. Is that like, consistent? Like it's the consistent number? For the most part, there's yeah. like, I mean, ebbs and flows, you know, during Christmas time, it goes crazy. Uh, there Usually there's like a little lull uh, it, right before the summer and stuff like that. But for the most part, that's like on average. And yeah, yeah 2020, 2020. <laughs> or, <laughs> no, but that was a gnarly year for us. Yeah. You know, um, the the company was actually running at a negative thirty percent loss every for the month every wow. month in the beginning of twenty twenty oh, and and Sean just felt it in his gut he was like I think we need to double down yeah like so that was when he was like I need you and Nolan to like produce two videos a week yeah and like we're you know we'll do this this and that. and then like we just it's just crazy to kind of see the graph that like during twenty twenty how much people met us because we had search based content that was on it, like archived on our channel and because everybody was at home trying to be like i should probably learn how to make videos yeah, you know yeah. it's like a perfect time for y'all it's the best yeah, youtube channel bro yeah. to 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 be the channel that serves youtubers yeah or content creators in general it's like one of the yeah. best channels to have I appreciate that yeah. for real yeah. i really do hope you open up shredder university bro because like just just in this interview we're doing with you right like i feel like and i've known you right but i feel like i've learned so much and things are linking in my brain ideas are popping up if you were like my professor right and I was trying to become like a, a digital media specialist. I feel like being in your class for two years, three years, four years, whatever it is, graduates degree, whatever, I would be able to like turn into turn that into a career off sure. top. Right. You know what I mean? Because like you said earlier, they teach marketing now and it's 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 like the OG way. Right. Like the we let's learn how we used to do it yeah. versus let's let's probably do something that's going to break through. So that way you can break through into the game. But like if you open that school or if you guys start educating people, I really do feel like you guys are going to start creating that that person or whoever that shredder guy that you're talking about, you guys can create it. Because I just feel like I just learned so much. And I'm pretty sure the people listening to this, like, yo, you should be able to leave this episode and then at least make a video, upload that bitch. You know what I'm yeah, saying? At 100. least. You know what I'm saying? Like, you should be motivated right now. But, yeah, this is dope, man. Open that school, bro. Thanks, bro. Yeah, that's a great idea. You know I really think it's a good idea. Yeah. it's uh, Even if it was just online. I mean, I don't know if you were trying yeah, to. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 yeah, there's a lot of ways to tackle it. Yeah. And I'm trying to go think about the smartest way. You know, I'm, I don't want to, like, suck my life into something I don't, yeah. I then regret, you know. Yeah. But, like, the, the mastermind route makes me, I've been meeting a lot of people that have these high-ticket masterminds, and it blows me away. Yeah. Like, I was in Atlanta last week, and some very awesome dude that I met drove up with a Lambo. He has a couple of them, 35-year-old dude, super cool guy. Helped him with his YouTube setup. <laughs> but, like, uh, he was telling us, like, how he takes people in it through a challenge, and then he has a high-ticket offer. His offer is $50,000. And my man just, he's like, yo, we bag seven at the end of the challenge. Like, I was like, just and I was like, and then what do you do? And then, you know, he has a, a 10 month fulfillment on that. And yeah. there's there's a lot to it, but like, I've learned that like, if you want to, you know, help somebody having their, not saying like having their wallet, but like when they heavily invest into something, you have them. Yeah. And I think if, if, we, if I can create an experience that, you know, maybe is like a six month thing, not in person online, and then we have two in-person events or something that like, I, it can help a lot of people, but I like it's focused work because when I think about like having a, you know, real estate and it like is a, a place, maybe you have dorms and stuff. It like, it sounds crazy. And I know somebody's going to do that eventually, mm -hmm. um, like a euphoria, uh, or something like that. It just gets very academia. And, um, I, I think, uh, 
it's a gnarly thought because at that point I wouldn't be teaching, you know, like. Right, right. But I think you could definitely start like an online masterclass of just, you Shredditor. know, shredders or whatever, just, you know, this type of stuff. And I know you already kind of give free game on your Instagram and, and your guys' channel, but like you guys could potentially and use, like you said, you hear you want to help people. I feel like you guys could help uh, just tap into, and like you said, we, this is an inception. This whole di- digital media stuff's inception. Like, yeah. No, you 100. could be that big part of its progression, like you said you wanted to. Yeah, I feel like if yeah, you were, I mean, there's this 18 year old kid that he was in our he was a middle school and he was in our small group, uh, me and my wife's group, and you know he when he turned 18, you know I I, I taught him a lot of what I know, you know, and a, my friend in Texas was looking for a shredder, and I asked him, I was like, do you want to move to Texas? He's like, I will, and he's an 18 year old making like 45k doing this stuff, like yeah. what a blast, dude, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, like what's his name? Art. Did he hoot with us? Uh, he he may have. Um, oh, okay. I yeah. thought it was the other young kid that used to hoot with us. No, I mean, okay, I mean but bad. yeah, this art, this Arturo, um, is just that's what he's doing right now as a, as a nineteen year old kid. He, and now he's getting reps into something that, dude, twenty thirty year olds are like, teach me your ways. You know, yeah, that's exactly. Dope. It's such a valuable skill, man. It's it's, it's hard to put a price on that because it's like it is. if you could if you could take if you could take a business from here to here, right. And what's like, the, what's pri- the yeah. price of that? No, and I've learned, I've, what I've learned even about like my creativity is that my creativity isn't the value. Mm. The value is the industry I give my creativity to. So, you know, if, I, am I, if I'm a video guy to a real estate agent, they'll pay way more money, money if I'm a video guy to a small business mom and pop shop that like they don't really, they don't know the upside, but like, one one contract from a a video that I make for a real estate agent could be a twenty thousand dollar commission, and mm-hmm. you know, like, so I've learned that the industry pays the value for a person. Yeah, you know, I think in music, it's like when you when you you can create for commercials, and they're paying getting paid way more than making beats for rappers. Yeah, you know, right, like 100%. that that idea, the industry pays more than the value you actually bring. You know, yeah, but yeah, yeah it's because what it's what they value it at, right? How much they need it. Yeah, and people that. need it right now. It's crazy, need, man. It's crazy. It just made me think because, like, back in the day, right? Uh, rappers used to make their money off of usually like album sales, right? Right. But those albums were typically the same price. Every rapper had the same price album at the record store, ten dollars, right. right? But like Nip, Nip did it. He valued his album at a hundred dollars, mm. or was it a thousand dollars? Hundred bucks. Yeah, hundred bucks. Yeah. So like, and that was crazy back then, right? Yeah. So like. It's just dope because when you say that, it's like people can use that mentality with anything they want to do. 100. And at that point, you don't have to be the price point as what everyone else is paying. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You could, based on your value, you could get paid off what that person wants to pay you. Yeah, I'm guilty. I bought Kanye's little thingy. Which one? (laughs) That sounds so sketch. (laughs) You bought the stem player. Yeah. But. I don't know. I it looks Jerm so fun, though. Yeah, Jerm has it. Yeah, it looks yeah. so fun. I wish I do wish you, and I, maybe you can, like, load your own stems. I think you can. I think you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I'm bummed that he didn't put Donda 2 just out to the public, because I, that, that that proved it, that, like, no, like, the medium is is streamed. That's how I would listen to it, and so I didn't I didn't consume Donda 2. Off the stem player. Off the stem player. But I bought it because I thought, 
I want, you know, you just, I love the guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you have the through the wire tat <laughs> on the leg. So before we get into some questions that we ask on our Instagram, uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on TikTok. And if, cause I know you go heavy on reels and I think YouTube shorts as well. Yeah. Right. But what are your thoughts on TikTok? No, I do. I think TikTok, TikTok and YouTube are like going head to head right now. Yeah. And on the short form? On, yeah, the short form, but just even like what the platforms are. Uh-huh. So, so the reason why Instagram necessarily wouldn't be like the best place to build something is because yes, your content eventually dies and then it has no value. TikTok, you know, although they had an algorithm where they'll push you in front of millions and then it would die, now they're becoming like a search-based thing where people are learning things in a very short amount of time. And, and you can actually, I saw a TikTok the other day, like this girl breaking it down, like here's how to make a tutorial on TikTok so that people find it in search. It's like mm, crazy. Yeah. But here's what's crazy about YouTube. YouTube announced that next year they're going to start paying creators out of the out of a, a ads ads sense for mm-hmm. shorts. So right now TikTok uses a fund. So the more people that go viral on TikTok, the less people are getting paid because uh, it's just a fund that's dedicated right. to pay creators. Got it. Or YouTube's actually just going to share the ad re- revenue as they have been doing with their regular videos. But as of late, they've been using the shorts fund. So same idea. That's why you don't really make much on shorts. You know, we have one that's about to hit like eight or nine million views. I think it's made a hundred bucks or pennies. Yeah, it's just pennies. Do you have a hundred dollars for nine million? Right. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because some of mine have been hitting like nine, ten million, and it's like with the the amount that you get for a nine million video, it's like it's almost criminal. But also at the same time, it's it's short form. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, can you complain? I mean, so I, I do think, you know, it, it'll be like a head to head battle, but yeah. just with YouTube being having the long form stuff, I, I do think YouTube will always be king. Yeah. Just because they are yeah. the video platform. I even think uh, one prediction we kind of have is, is YouTube will potentially dominate the podcasting space. Mm. And, and by, I say that by, you know, you have like your, your SoundCloud, your Buzzsprout, your whatever you syndicate your podcast from. But the moment YouTube becomes an RSS feed feeder, mm. then you, I, this is what I believe, you'll be able to deem this upload a podcast and it'll take the audio from that video and then put it onto Apple Podcasts, put it onto Spotify, do all those things for you. And that would just be one little uptick that you can click or, you know. Right. And most people are discovering podcasts uh, not on the podcast platforms. They're discovering yeah. them on, on YouTube. YouTube Bro. And, and, you know, reels and stuff. Like, yeah. um, but for the most part, you find a podcast, you watch it on, on there. And then if you're a listener, you then subscribe to yeah. it. So YouTube, I believe is still king. Um, but TikTok may be queen. I mean, in the last six months, I've consumed <laughs> all my podcast content on YouTube. I haven't yeah. used, I haven't touched Apple Podcasts. I haven't touched Spotify. It's, yeah. it's all been from YouTube. Yeah. And now that they have the, the in-player uh, function where you oh, can swipe man. out and still it's listen. Yeah. It's, Do you pay for YouTube Red? Yeah. yeah. So me too. So that's my... That's our experience. Yeah. I think when I think for podcasters, I have a feeling that they're going to just let that slide. Yeah. Well, actually, they, they, it's a new feature for everybody like that. You can you can't lock and listen, but you can swipe out of the app and it'll become a mini yeah. player. Oh, OK. And yeah. Dude, as you fire. use your phone, yeah, that's, as you that's use your, but you same. can't lock it. I mean, that's yeah. the one thing that we can do that others okay. can't. But they did add that. And oh, like, I mean, oh, so I you think guys that was still... a, that's a video podcast play. Yeah, that they that they have they've let people access mm-hmm. that for sure. So so you guys can lock yours on red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And it just don't get hit with ads. I it's literally so- I judge so hard now. Bro. Like when somebody tries to show me a video and then they get hit with their ad, I'm like, bro, 
Just you don't even it. get guacamole. <laughs> That's me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, so it's worth it because like everyone's telling me like, yo, you don't have YouTube red? To me, it's worth you it. You don't value bro. your time, Merz. <laughs> Imagine waiting. You 30. put it that way, and I'm watching a freaking 15 second ad. Yeah. Like, I gotta now. I gotta go through the whole thing because I already yeah. did the five seconds. Well, because now right? I'm gambling because I might get the skip. Yeah, but now it's one out of three. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's like damn. Okay, okay, especially when we when we every time we manually put ads on our videos, I'm like, you guys just gotta get premium. Like that's yeah. the way to do it. Yeah, you know. Damn. Okay. Okay. How much yeah. is it? <laughs> 12? 11, 12 bucks, Uh-oh. 12 bucks a and month. And it comes with all the champ, like a T, like, is that the TV? No, thing you don't too? get YouTube TV. Nah, it's, it's just, just no ads. Nah, but to, to me, the, man, it's worth it. It's I my didn't, TV. I didn't think it was worth it. Yeah, and then, and then true. I used it for a month. I did the free trial and then I, and I took it off and then I started getting the ads again. And I was like, there's no way I'm doing this. Yeah. I'm not dealing with ads. And I actually genuinely love YouTube. Like yeah. I watch it on, te- like I, when Same. I sit down on the TV, I put on the YouTube uh, app on the television and that's how I get. Same. Yeah, YouTube. No, YouTube is dope, man. That's definitely one of my favorite apps on any. It's TV crazy, phone. crazy thinking about like I remember sitting in my ceramics class in high school and someone being like, "Hey, did you see Kobe's eighty-one point game?" And I was like, "No, I missed it." You know, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Well, you can watch every shot on YouTube." I was like, "YouTube?" Like, and it took three minutes for him to <laughs> yeah, be like, yeah. "YouTube," <laughs> and like he pulls it up, uh, and I was like, "This is okay." No, I mean, but I just remember that, and I was like, "Ding." YouTube and then Charlie bit me and then you yeah know. yeah that whole thing. It's crazy to think about that and then he turns into the hey what's up guys <laughs> <laughs> welcome back. <laughs> it's insane what 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 time does. No worries. Uh, so have you guys have you guys have you on the think has the think media team been posting on TikTok at all? Yeah, there's a, a an official think media that you know we have short form editors and they're doing it. Uh, again, I don't. I mean. It's almost weird because it's like I think unless you care about it, is it really? I mean, I know you can. We're dumping stuff on it. We don't, yeah. but we don't care about it. You right. know, it's just kind of like a tactic. Like, hey, we should be posting. I did for a little bit, and I just got lazy, and I probably shouldn't have. But I'm, I'm probably willing to pay somebody to just take whatever reels that I decide to post and just throw it on there. Yeah. You know? yeah. But yeah, it's uh, it's crazy because you're still seeing so much success without like actively posting yeah, on there. For sure when that's like our bread and butter like yeah. that's where most of our patrons come from is from tiktok that's fire so it's just interesting that to see that there's so many different ways to approach like, you yeah. don't have to do one thing to be successful 100 and and i also think the world's big like yeah yeah you know like the second i just you know learn about how my friend my friend's dad like digs up and maintains uh uh you know wells like water wells in washington and he has zero marketing and he's a multimillionaire. Mm-hmm. like like the world's big. Yeah. <laughs> what do you like? Obviously, we've seen YouTube go from that to this, right? Where do you guys see like digital media going in 10 years, 15 years? Like, do you guys ever think about that? <sighs> think. <laughs> <laughs> the branding. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, do, do you guys ever like just not just on a business level? Like, do you ever just be sit back like, man, I wonder where we'll be in 10 years? No, I mean, I, I think the, the the one thing I can think about is that people that are sowing seed now, you know, will have the opportunity to to do whatever they want. And and the the conglomerates will lose. And I, we're seeing that conglomerate news are losing their voice to a Joe Rogan, mm-hmm. like straight up. And so I just think it'll just be more players. You know, I think there'll be just be more people being able to produce content consistently at a high level and that's going to be people's form of entertainment like i, I you yeah. know and it, it won't be ran by a, a a network or what have you because it'll just be on a platform but do you ever just also think like 
what will be our new form of entertainment that we're going to consume that's different from the social media we see now, the TikTok that we see now? Like, I, every time I think about that, I don't know what it is. Well, obviously, it's not there, but it's like, it's so hard to imagine. Just like how it's so hard to imagine how we're consuming entertainment now. Right. 20 years ago, it's hard to imagine that this is where we're going to be. No, 100. I think, it, I mean, I, I think about like the failed platforms, like, yeah. you know, like Vine. Yeah. You know, how, how many people are creators now because they, they figured out Vine and they figured out how to do, like, take a, you know, in a short attention span right. and entertain somebody. And then, you know, Clubhouse, we, you know, everybody yeah. was like, oh, you got to get on Clubhouse. There was like quick, there was so many Clubhouse experts. I was like, that's, <laughs> that's the scary thing is like, as the new stuff, whatever it might be, as it comes out, you'll just, that people, people saying them, so they are experts are becoming like, it's, you know, almost like this normalized first step, you yeah. know, which, um, whatever. It's cause it's like, who's first, right. you know? Oh, but, okay. I think uh, at the end of the day, I don't, I mean, dude, honestly, I don't know. I, I think just at the end of the day, I think video will just be it, whether it be, you know, it, I guess my vision is that it'll still be the same. That'd be crazy. But it won't be because that's obviously never been the case. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's crazy. I remember hearing, I remember you, when you brought up the Shredder thing, I remember Gary Vee saying a while ago, six, seven years ago that he's like, all CEOs and entrepreneurs are going to have cameramen following them around. And I was like, I thought it was a funny statement until it's I started crazy. seeing all these CEOs and, and people like following them. And I'm like, wow, that's such a valuable thing to have. Cause like people are documenting you th in a, in, tw in a 24 hour span, you can come out with at least six months of content no, for sure in a whole day. Yeah. I have a friend who's a local here. His name is Ryan Pineda. Uh, he, he started, you know, he did he, home investments, you know, flipping couches, like teaching people how to make money. It was kind of his thing. Yeah. And he was doing real estate on the side and somebody told him in 2020, not even that long ago, like, hey, man, you should probably start posting stuff on TikTok. And he's like, man, whatever. Yeah. And he just started, dude, he started going off. He has a cool haircut or, you know, some people don't think it's cool. I think it's cool. Yeah. It's <laughs> has a little, yeah, you know, a little swoop. <laughs> but dude, he just went all in on content. And like, because he had the funds to like immediately hire three people full time, yeah. uh, he was able to scale quick. But like this dude can, he'll, he'll and his NFT project, he's yeah. like, yo, I got NFTs. $2 million. Yeah. You know, like that's the power of personal branding. But he, I mean, in, in a sense, he was, he's a CEO guy that just started getting video uh, people around him. And, uh, but he's still a marketer though. So that's the skill that CEOs would still need to get. Yeah. Cause I'm learning if you just hire a videographer, follow you around and they don't know what to do with the content. Oh, yeah. They don't know how to uh, like angle it or even position it. Yeah. Then it could be a loss. Altogether. Or even repurpose it. Cause yeah, that's right. a huge part of it. Cause yeah. if you're taking one huge piece of content, like how are you going to take 24 different bits right. out of that you have to like you kind of have to have yeah, that skill and actually that intuition or that skill of making a short form of content have all the context it needed mm. actually i learned in church because mm. i was making promo videos for conferences and stuff and so when we would have a conference i would get the the guest speaker i would i would see their like sermon and i'd be like oh this is a fire clip and it makes sense with like the the theme of the conference and i can do it in in 15 seconds and, and make it go to music so that is a skill acquired over time. Yeah. I think it's an intuition to know that like this video clip doesn't need context. It, it alone stands alone and yeah. all that stuff. So yeah, dude, it, it's a lot when you start thinking about it, but at the same time, if you just, you, you know, just lock in, you can figure it out. Figure it out, man. Everything, yeah, everything's figure outable. Facts. I love that. I love Fire. that saying. Everything is figure outable. I think people, well, I, there's probably more of that shredder going on as we, are aware of because like as we saw with the uh the kanye doc someone followed him around since 98 
And then like yeah, LeBron's about it. to have one. Right. He had Cootie. it down. Yeah, Cootie. He phone. knew, man. Yeah, he knew it. So we're, we're probably going to see a ton of like documentaries of just some people having their person around. No, for sure. Yeah. Any, you guys have any other personal questions for Omar or something that you want to reflect on before we get into questions from uh, the Instagram? Personal story? questions. Dude, man, how's, uh, how's your daughter? How's Ruby doing, man? Yeah, dude, Ruby, based on when this video or audio drops, will turn four November 5th. Wow. Ooh, Let's yeah. get it, man. Dude, she's so fun. Yeah, it's, we're in a new, I mean, us as a family, we're in a, like a new season because for the last three and a half years, Amanda just, you know, stay-at-home mom, raised her every day. Yeah. And she started going to preschool um, in September. And so Amanda got her real estate license. And so, awesome, you know, man. we're about to go nuts on that. Hopefully. Oh, man. Oh, man. Amanda's doing good, too? Yeah, she's doing good. She's yeah. excited. It's it's crazy. I'm learn, I, learning so much of how having a kid, what a kid does to a woman. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just, yeah. It, it changes them. You know, like, she didn't, she didn't see herself necessarily, like, like all that it would do to her like on a on a on a heart standpoint and what's cool about like her doing this real estate stuff is it's given her like an, a new sense of like dang i haven't she's like i haven't like had to learn something in a long time because everything's reactionary and parenting yeah so it, like in her mind like it was a good thing for her mind to even just go to real estate school and get her you know take the test and all that stuff but yeah yeah she's doing well damn congrats That's to her man yeah yeah. Shout to Ruby. Happy birthday. Early birthday. Very How nice. was the transition from being uh to becoming a father? Like were you uh, were you were there anything you was there anything you were afraid of or nervous about before? <laughs> Everything? <laughs> I think it's funny cuz like I still feel like a child. Yeah. <laughs> you know like um no, I think it just happens. Like I mean, it's like whether we and we honestly we didn't plan for Ruby and I'm grateful she's here, you know. Yeah. Um but it, it grows you up. I think marriage grows you up. Yeah. And and then having a kid yeah it just grows you up but at the same time there's just there's so much of the intuition that because she's yours uh it just you 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 realize what she needs and you know it, it's cool but it's cool to see my favorite thing to see is see the life she already has because of the life me and Amanda live mm -hmm. you know and and not just because not like I don't say that in the sense of like I'm just better than everybody else but like we 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 do life with awesome people uh, we're consistent. We, we go to church. Like church is normalized. She knows. Like Amanda, you can be or Ruby, you can be like, "Hey Ruby, what's Proverbs three five? And she'll be like, "Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. Yeah. In all your ways, acknowledge Him." Like she knows Scripture. I'm like, "Let's go." Yeah, you know, like amazing. I think she'll she's gonna be all right. You know, like yeah. and I think that's the cool thing about it is just the amount of influence. Somebody's told somebody told me who has like eight nine kids, and he was like, <laughs> and he was like a YouTuber guy. You know, a Mormon dude, and he was just saying like I. I just believe that there is no higher level of influence despite all the stuff that he has going on than, you know, kids. Like, yeah. that's how you actually change the world. Mm -hmm. And so, kind of convicting because, like, I like having one kid, but maybe we'll have another one. Maybe you'll have an army. <laughs> eight or nine, you know what I'm Get a little football team going. <laughs> just be that dad. Starting five. <laughs> Baller brand. <laughs> Baller brand. <laughs> The Shredder University kids. <laughs> they started it. They started it. All right, so we asked some questions uh, from our Instagram. Um, I hate to go really broad with the first question, but this was like the number one question we got. It was uh, tips on starting a podcast. Oh, no way. That was like... That was like the number one question we got. That's crazy. Um, dude, I mean, that's that's a great... I, I think, I mean, the simple answer on, you know, 
the first thing is to just just start you know just start talking is mm-hmm. that what you guys did you guys you yeah. said that we hung out anyway might as well just record our voices mm-hmm. and yes. turn on the camera <laughs> exactly you know? um so i think there's just a level of just starting but if you want to reverse engineer i do think it's wise to know what your podcast is about so yeah. you know you you guys have been able to uh you know architect it over time but I think if you're just starting, it's really wise if you started a podcast around something you knew and could speak into, yeah. you know? And so uh, I would dial in kind of like the, the word is niche. Like if you can dial in the niche of it uh, or the, the the topics you're generally gonna cover, then that would be it. And then, and then, and then I would say, just get really good at planning out your podcast. Like yeah. I love that you guys actually take time to plan mm-hmm. because you can actually architect your podcast to, to be leveraged later on simply because you planned. You didn't show up and you're like, all right, what are we gonna talk about today? I don't know, man. But like, no, like we have, we're gonna react to what Kanye is doing right now on Instagram. We're gonna and and all, and being strategic about that stuff can actually really get you out there. And so, yeah, I would say dial dial in your niche and then get really good at planning out your po- podcast and then uh, and then simply repurpose that sucker as much as you can. Yeah, I think that's the key is repurposing. Yeah, yeah I have a video. I mean, I think if you if you search how to start a podcast. I believe I rank one or yeah, two. Let's go. Dude. And, uh, and that's a very, it's, I break it down. Like I do think, you know, obviously get it like on a technical standpoint, get a good mic. Yeah. You know, you could use your phone in your closet, but like if you have a, a decent mic and you could turn on a camera, I think people fail who just start audio podcasts because you're missing out on yeah. leveraging. Even if you don't post the full thing, at least you could, you know, take it and post it on social, the video that you record. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would say check out that video. Hell yeah. yeah. You telling me I know the guy <laughs> that's telling millions of people <laughs> how to start a podcast. He's right here. He's right here, man. I ain't never. So look at, not looking at him in the thumbnail. <laughs> 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 look at him, dude. A crispy setup. Let's go. Let's get it, man. Let's Hell get yeah. It. Uh, okay, cool. How, how to keep growing on Reels and TikTok? I think the only play that you can have is just to be consistent. Yeah, you know, just post consistently. Find the schedule for you. For me, it's right now. It's one a day. But then I listen to people. They're like, "Dude, if you're posting one a day, you're losing." And I'm like, "Okay, oh, wow, it never ends." You <laughs> it know, never does. But I definitely think it's it's choosing what you can sustain. You know, and that, that's even the tip for YouTube. Like a lot of people, are like, how many times should, should I upload? And I'm like, dude, if you could sustain, you know, two quality uploads a, a week, run it. You know, but if if you can't even do that, don't don't sacrifice you know, your, the quality and, and also your san- sanity to, to just get videos up. But, you know, if you have a, a process dialed, I think once a day is fair and yeah. don't, and don't, you know, don't overthink the process too. You know, like I, I always say if, if, if there's a value, if there's something valuable in the piece of content, just drop that sucker dude. Yeah. Like, don't worry about it. When you, when you post something, are you, do you like post it and then forget about it? Or do you post it and then like five minutes later, like, let me see, what, how's it doing right now? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I definitely forget about it because I, I mean, I know it's going to do its thing. Yeah. I, but at the same time, I'll, I'll check it 10 minutes later. <laughs> yeah. I hit the refresh and say, did it catch wind? No, I didn't catch wind yet. It's okay. I mean, are so, you, yeah. Are you heavy in the comments, in the comment section? I am. I mean, if people ask me a genuine question, I'm, I am more you know, engaging in, if you take the time to DM me, dude, I'll, I'll voice memo you an answer. And, um, I mean, a lot of people's questions usually come from a place of like, not knowing that I already have a video on something. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the other day I posted a video on like, Hey, I'm about to do this, like, you know, uh, you know, online event and I'm having this camera recording me on the side. 
And then people are like, oh, dang, he posted the camera clip from the recording on the side that he was on the thing. Because a lot yeah. of people think I'm faking it, by the way. <laughs> when I'm talking to my screen, they're like, dude, are you like actually are you doing actually something? Doing something? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. you know, everybody's like, dude, what camera, what camera, what camera, what camera, what camera? <laughs> like, yeah, go to think that's, that's got to be your number one question. What camera are you using? What camera? And uh, yeah, no, 100. And yeah. it, it's, I, it, I, I have a hard time giving that answer, too, because like different cameras serve different needs. Yeah. You know, yeah. like if, if you don't think you'll do this, then you could probably go with this. Yeah. Oh, but if you need stabilization, then you probably will need this, you know? So yeah. it is, it is, what's weird is like my brain understands all the cameras though. Yeah. Like it's, it's, I'm, I, at first I thought it was normal. <laughs> now not. like I, I know this like distinct features on cameras because, because they serve different needs, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah. Well, let me save you the trouble from having to make voice memos. So what camera are you using right now? So right now, uh, like what? So like I'm always testing cameras, but which no, camera? No, like right now. This, this camera. Right this now, camera yeah. that, yeah, <laughs> that they haven't seen, but Omar brought one. Yeah, yeah. Omar brought one. <laughs> which I think is so smart. So yeah, fire. So I knew it too. Like, and I was, I'm at Wireless Lab because I don't know how long it'll take you to get me the audio. So I'm yeah. just taking oh, matters man. in my own hands. Bro, smart. you guys talk about me cool. like being content king. Like this is like, you know. This is content king. You got some wireless on right now. Just in case. Yeah. I literally can drop a clip tonight. So smart. But this. This camera in particular is the Sony a7C. It's a full frame Sony camera and uh, I have a 50 millimeter on it. So it gives that nice blurry background, a uh, Rode wireless go to, uh, it's a wireless mic. So I have it clipped on my shirt, you know, capturing crispy audio. And what's cool about this camera is not only does it have a flip out screen, it also <laughs> has uh, IBIS, which is in, in body image stabilization. Mm -hmm. So if you wanted to vlog with a camera like this, it's great. It's also small. And the biggest part though, is it's battery life meets no record limit so Whoa. you know for for a for a podcast if you were doing long-form podcasts a camera like this would be trustworthy it wouldn't it probably won't overheat if you're you know got some decent air going around but yeah sony a7c which in my opinion kicks the any canon camera out the out the out the game because like the record limit on a canon which is still like in 2022 yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is insane, bro it's it's crazy because no, yeah, yeah. we had an era where we had to hit re-record every 30 minutes right. oh, that it's, was my first job yeah we literally <laughs> hired crazy. somebody to, to, to turn it on that's and wild. off no yeah what's crazy about <laughs> that's so funny but hey you're at the front now dude congratulations <laughs> Bro, I sat there with press record and wait thirty yeah, minutes. Yeah. No, I remember you and then and then you were the guy in the corner with the mic stand and it would yeah, cut to you yeah, and then yeah. now you're now you're, you're here, the comedic man. timing. You, bro. Just get it, man. Yeah. No, uh and what was the question? Uh I forgot what we were Oh, we were just about. talking about record limit and Oh yeah, how. no, what's crazy is like Canon was like well number one, let's back up. Nikon was the first camera. I remember the the ad, Nikon D nine, I believe mm -hmm. it was. And it was the first DSLR camera that recorded video. And it was like, dang, like you can make movies for like a, an affordable cost, you know? Right, yeah. right. And then quickly Canon made it more affordable with like the T3i. And I think Canon ran the game for so long. And Sony just, I think, listened to creators. I think that's what happened is like they just started, well, okay, what are features they needed? I actually was invited to a like, a, like a Sony camp once and they let us play with a camera before it was released. And they literally had their guys there and they were like, had their notepads out. They're like, what do you want to see in the next camera? And like creators are like 10 bit, you know, this, that, the other, like, uh, and I think they did it with like, you know, two or three years later with the Sony a seven, uh, S three. Yeah. It literally has everything someone would want if you were, you know, doing filmmaking, videography or create content creation. But yeah, Sony, I think is running the game right now. Yeah. Sony easily. 
That's fire, dude. I'm not even a Sony guy. I love Canon to the death, but like the record limit is probably like the number one thing that just irks me about Canon cameras. It's yeah. just like they're because if if we're going if if we're moving into a, a place where podcasting is going to be at the top of the food chain, right? Yeah, we, we got to get that. We got to get that fixed. I've been complaining about that for so long. Like the fact that you have to hack your camera into like doing <laughs> what you need it to. No, it's ridiculous. Well, can so. need to have a camp, man, and start listening to these creators, bro. That's what I'm saying. I, that doesn't make sense to me. Like if you're if you're a company and most of your sales are, I don't know if most of your sales yeah. are coming from creators, but if a, a large majority of the consumers are creators, why not take like the top five or ten creators, get them in a in a place and ask them like what is it exactly that you want what do you use in camera like what are you looking for yeah i mean it's funny how you say that because number one you have people working at these conglomerates that like mm-hmm. don't know nothing yeah. like they're getting a salary yeah and they just they're, they're like out of touch of like what yeah, really exactly happens. exactly and i we have a theory that like we believe canon went in on like a quadrillion sensors and they've just been trying to make it work so, you know, like they just they, they've been putting him in like cameras and then re- yeah. you making the ba- the bodies differently because yeah. it's just plastic or whatever. But like, you know, when they went uh, when they release a new camera, I'm like, dude, that has the same specs as the other yeah. one. It's like, dude, you guys just probably and they actually I think they bought their sensors from Sony or something. But yeah. that's kind of like insider stuff. But uh, but I, that's my theory. My theory is like they're doing everything they can to get to to make new sensors so that yeah. they can like do the same the the things that sony has been doing but when really we don't care about the sensors like we want to you know we want something else we yeah. just want the we just want the, the record time right <laughs> record <laughs> time no, just add that without overheating yeah come on let me record in 4k without it overheating like that's yeah. that would be nice so i remember i got my gopro for like i went from like 720p to 4k right that's like the, my next thing was this gopro and I recorded 4K and my shit shut off like in 10 minutes because it got too hot. And I didn't Damn. know that that's what happens. Yeah. And I never used 4K since, man. It turned me off. I mean, dude, I just uh, got done making a video. I think it drops tomorrow on, on a Nikon that's like $5,500. Yeah. It was a brand deal. But this thing shoots 8K 60 frames per second. Damn. I know. <laughs> Raw. Which is like, that all sounds gnarly, but like essentially it's just like a very forward camera i thought it was pretty cool but overkill for sure right now yeah 55 for 55 bands yeah or 55 55 55 band camera hey man value is is subjective right i mean 55 bands someone's gonna buy it someone will another question we got is any do you have any software or extensions used to enhance your workflow uh, dude, that's a great question. I think number one is just learning how to speed up your workflow. I mean, always knowing that there, a question I always ask myself is, can this be done faster without compromising quality? Mm. You know, and I, I, I do when I watch over the shoulder of people who they're editing or I see them, you know, take a project into an editing software. I'm just like, dude, it's got to piss they, you off. Dude. They don't know workflow. Like, <laughs> yeah. and so I, it's not necessarily a software more than it is like you, the user, you know, yeah. like you the user should have a workflow. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when I when I edit in Premiere, I have keyboard shortcuts that don't allow my hand to be lifted off the keyboard and I don't have to lift my hand off the mouse. And so, you know, new people are, are doing this like a ton of times, just moving off and on and that's just adding more time. But I have keyboard shortcuts that will trim and then bring the next clip close to it. And 
So I'm able to like do things really quickly, but it's just knowing that like you have to learn that stuff. Yeah. Same with like a camera. Like people are like, dude, what camera should I buy? I'm like, it doesn't matter because if you don't know how to use it, yeah, it's not no gonna point. look good, you know? People are always like, dude, I bought the camera you said. I'm like, you don't <laughs> listen to the settings, bro. But, <laughs> um, but no, I actually have gotten very passionate about workflow because I've learned that it it makes me more money to be faster at my work. Mm-hmm. And so when I was taking, when I, when I learned that you can actually rate images when I was taking photos for weddings and stuff, you can rate images in camera. So throughout a wedding day, I would rate the images after I have a break. And then when I upload them to Lightroom, which is where I edit all the photos, I would just put the filter on and I met with all the best photos, yep. put my filter, shift all, you know, command shift all or whatever, and then paste. And then boom, I ship off the thing and then the couples get their photos in a week. And, and then the other photographers are taking like 90 days, six, six months. Damn. And it's like, what? 90 days yeah. to get the win. Bro, I'm about to hire you, dog. <laughs> you get married? One week. Soon. Oh, you, Eventually, I'm you, Did you propose? Nah. That threw him off for sure. Nah, nah, nah. nah. <laughs> what, what are you playing stage, no, man? That's the next album. What are you, <laughs> what are you afraid of? <laughs> Nothing. I'm just, I'm trying to get the, I'm. Let me do my thing, man. People watch this, man. People, people watch this, bro. I got my plans. I got my ideas, man. Yeah, there you go. That's, there a, that's you a new go. album, bro. Yeah, right, it'll be ready. Hell yeah! What what are, what your uh, when you said you don't your finger does your fingers don't lift? It reminded me of my workflow because I I said this to myself a long time ago. I was like, if I at any point if I'm not looking like I'm playing the piano while I'm editing, then there's something that's missing in mm. my in my workflow. That's legit. So I really like dialed in my my uh, my shortcuts, all my every because shortcuts are that's yeah. that's the money maker yeah, right 100. there. So yeah, shortcuts. I mean when when I learned even like how to edit multi-angle editing in, in Premiere, like you can just put it in a place where you hit play and I just make real life cuts. Yeah. And if I proxy the footage, I can use 4K files and move at double time speed and then do it. And so my computer isn't bogged down because it's communicating all workflow stuff, you know, yeah. but it just, uh, I think you just have to believe that there's probably a faster way and then you can lock. Do you it. have a video on workflow? Oh yeah, tons. Yeah. Yeah, just. So there you go. Yeah. There you go. So the answer to any software extensions used to enhance workflow is yourself. Yes. <laughs> Yo, it's, facts. It's you. You are the extension. <laughs> you are. <laughs> Yo, facts. That is very true. Uh. Now, we only got a couple more. What are what are your thoughts on software dedicated to remote podcasting, such as Riverside? Oh, dude, Riverside's awesome. Um, I think the 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 question you want to ask yourself is, what do you care most about? Uh, so Riverside maintains a high quality file for you. So if you want to edit your you know online interview after the fact, it's awesome for that. Yeah. However, you still have to edit it. And so another, you know, web-based software we use to live stream and do, you know, podcast interviews and stuff is StreamYard. And StreamYard has the ability to like do transitions while it's going live or while it's capturing in real time. And it eliminates the editing process essentially. So, which you can't do with Riverside necessarily. So, but you, but there's a loss of quality there. So we can only do 1080, but Riverside, you can capture 4K or even like your actual, the actual quality the camera's producing. So, I mean, the question is, do you want to have a super crispy interview show um, or do you want to not have to worry about editing altogether? Yeah. And when I think about, I mean, let's talk about it. They, you guys shoot your stuff on phones mm-hmm. there. That per, uh, content value is more important than production value. Yeah. So if the, if the interview is very strong and then the audio is solid, then I wouldn't care too much about quality. Right. Yeah. Because the audio is gonna is what's gonna carry. You can't. I mean, I remember learning this in school, but and it didn't make sense until we started doing this podcast. But it's like nobody. You can't 
you can watch a a, a, a butt or a low quality video. <laughs> Anyone can. If it has great audio, but you can't do it in the reverse. You can't watch a right. high quality video with Damn. butt audio. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah, I called it, I mean, I like to say that 50% of the video viewing experience is an audio listening experience. Yeah. And so you gotta value how does this thing sound? Yeah. And I think we sound pretty, I mean, you know. We sound good. I think we sound Dude, Shore SM58, SM7B. Yeah. We were all on these and then yeah, yeah, why'd you guys drop this? Just this is more dynamic. No, like, yeah, you can like, I feel that. you know, that it's, feels like a, not, not to like make your experience no, dude, worse, no, but like it, I'm about like, the fact that you gave me this mic. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just like being able to move and do my own thing. Yeah. Um, last question: Tips for managing personal and work life. Tips for managing, especially think, working from home. That's a good one, bro. Yeah, I I, I believe it's knowing you know uh, having the self awareness to know yourself in and. If you do a job that requires a lot of your hands or your your brain, um, and your and you, you know you sit in place and maybe you're messing with like tech or something or whatever in that regard, I guess a lot of people working from home are at their computers. Then you need to be able to when you're not doing that, the the trade off of what you're doing, like you need to be doing something with your hands. You need to be in nature. Mm. You know, let the sun hit your face. Um, but when it comes to like personal life and work life, I don't think the answer is balance. I believe the answer is rhythm. Because people think that you need a, a work-life balance. That makes no sense because I am at work eight hours a day. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're, not gonna, you're not at home you know, in the same capacity and your same uh, awareness eight hours a day. So, so how do you have a work-life balance? I think it's impossible uh, because you can't give it one for the other. However, I think if you find the rhythm of it, and, and again, I think self-awareness is just a very underrated skill because if you know yourself well enough, you'll know when you're sharpest you'll know when you start to fall out, you know, and I'm very sharp in the morning. I read a book called At Your Best by this guy named Kerry Newoff, and he talks about how there's three zones in our day. We have our green zone, our yellow zone, and our red zone. And our green zone is usually a uh, about a two to five hour window. And that for a lot of people, it's in the morning or, in the, or at night. And you knowing when your green zone is determines what kind of work you should be doing in that time. You should be doing your most important work in your green zone because you're at your sharpest, mm-hmm. you know? And so in the same way, I think uh, that you knowing yourself when you're at your best, don't give your family or your person, don't even give your, yourself your worst, mm. you know? And I think a lot of people do that. They, they give their everything to their hourly job and then they come home and they give their self nothing. And mm-hmm. I, would, I would say if you're a sharp person in the morning, you need to be, you know, don't rush out the door, take an extra out, wake up another hour early and, yeah. and, and and do something for yourself because you're sharp. You know, you can you can build a side hustle with with that one to two hours every day. That's you know six hours a week. That's it starts to snowball. Yeah, no, for real. Holy shit, that's it's crazy to like really work life rhythm is a bar. Yeah, that's a bar. <laughs> no, but to think about also like your green zone, right? Like if your green zone is in the morning and you do have a nine to five, and you know at nine o'clock you got to clock in. But your best at the in the morning, you might as well save a couple hours and like really either either a side hustle or work on yourself yeah, during right. that time. Because if you can give yourself the best at your best in the morning in those two hours, that's way more uh, efficient than trying to do it at 100. night after the after And most the people that I think work like regular, you know, 40 hour a week jobs aren't really doing like all eight hours aren't all productive. Yeah. You know, you're probably messing around you're going to conference rooms or whatever. So yeah, it's focused work is very valuable. 
Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of why I'm, I mean, I'm not trying to bag on because I know you're buff and you like to work out. <laughs> but that's why I, I honestly stopped working out in the morning yeah. because working out was is a mindless task. Mm. It doesn't require much thinking. And so I started getting fat. <laughs> no, uh, but, uh, but no, I mean, I, I like doing it when I'm not as sharp, like, yeah, because, yeah. because I should be planning, I should be scripting, I should be, you know, uh, building something, you know, like just giving my best in the morning to something that is worth giving. Fire, bro. That's fire. Yeah. Well, shit. I mean, we appreciate your time, bro. You've given so much value to the, to the audience. I mean, a lot Dude. of our audience is, uh, a lot of our audience has spoken out about wanting to start a podcast. And I think a lot of the stuff that you said in today's, in today's episode, uh, is going to be super helpful. Yeah. So, all right. I have just this idea. Okay. What's up? Why don't we make a course for your audience on how to start a podcast? Dude, that would be amazing, bro. And you can just let it live in the description. Yeah. And the Patreon people can get it at an early bird price point. Yeah. And the price only goes up the more it sells because it's good. Okay, let's do it. Let's go. Let's do it, bro. That's <laughs> that's crazy. Crazy. Let's do it, bro. What the fuck? Yeah, let's do but it. But honestly, it's just telling, I mean, that, that's what's cool. I mean, a lot of people uh, are teaching people how to do something they haven't done. Yeah. yeah. Like all people want from you is to teach them what you did. Mm-hmm. So you're not even trying to be the like necessarily the experts at it. You're just yeah. saying like, hey, here's what we did. Here's the mics we use. This is how I edit, you yeah. know, and, and this is how we plan. It's just, it's letting people into that process, which is valuable because you guys are obviously now making money with your the, the creativity of this podcast. So it's there's value in, in it. Yeah, hell yeah. Well, thank you, man. We yeah, appreciate dude, it. Thanks for having me, man. I'm sorry yeah, I didn't make yeah. you guys laugh that much. Nah, but nah. maybe I made you guys think. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, bro. Yeah, I mean, Gotta think for once. I'm definitely thinking, man. I'm over here thinking, man. Yeah, yeah, he's over here thinking he's still thinking about, about that question that you guys were proposing. That's what he's talking Yeah, no, no, It's so funny. Filipinos, man. I'm half Filipino. I hope everybody knows. Maybe no one knows that. Yeah, dude. I would even say I'm more than half because, like, my mom raised us and it was. Yeah. My, my, I'm half Arab, half Filipino, but my mom, dude, cousins, I had no family from yeah. my dad's side here, but I say all that to say Filipinos date forever. But that's the number one, <laughs> that's the number one question from aunties, bro. When yeah. you pull up to the house, when you get married, yeah. number one question, bro. You should ask them like, how long did you guys date? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Turn it on to them. <laughs> like, Eight years. I'm like, exactly. <laughs> yeah, man. But thanks for having me. I, I, honestly, it was really fun, and uh, yeah. you guys let me even think. Like, I don't think that much in regards to the the history and even how I got here too much. You know, yeah. it's, it kind of just was and is. But uh, super fun time, man. Yeah, yeah. It's process, bro, and yeah. it's it's dope seeing it. I can't wait to see this, bro. I'm excited to see that. <laughs> if you yeah, can take anything so clear, <laughs> What so watch clear. you got on? I've been noticing you've been getting into the time pieces. No, uh, I I just, this is my first big boy purchase, Rolex. Yeah. Uh, oh. I got a date just. Mm. Yeah. Kind of crazy story. I thought the podcast was ending, though. Well, <laughs> well I mean, I'd love to hear the story. No, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I had my first, you know, six-figure year in 2018, Ooh. like self, self-made, self you know, it, like yeah. quit quit my salary job went into doing stuff and like by the grace of God was able to make good money. And I, and I was like, people who pass that threshold, even for a guy like me where I don't really come from that, you know? Yeah. Um, I was like, dude, I'd like, I'd like a Rolex. <laughs> I don't know yeah. like it's the man in me. Yeah. I don't know. No. And so Amanda was like, uh, yeah, okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but what, what people don't tell you is that like your hundred K really is like 70 because of taxes. If you're a solopreneur and like, yeah. now I have to learn the tax game and all that stuff. 
Yeah, but anyway, it's, it's different. Um, I, I, I mean, I just felt like we were at a place where I probably can revisit it, but I didn't know much of it. I didn't know the process of how you even buy a Rolex unless you buy it, you know, resell or something. Went to the Crystals Mall. They have mm. nothing on display. I'm like, really? dude, how can I even, yeah. look? I want to look at a watch, put it on right. my wrist, you know? Right. She's like, I don't know, just let me know if there's a watch you've been looking at. I was like, I mean, I kind of want this like classic piece, you know, black face, 41 with the fluted bezel and the Jubilee band. And, mm -hmm. and she's like, okay, I'll put your name down. And then six months later. Yeah. So this was August. She gives me a call and she's like, hey, uh, Omar, your, your watch came in. When can you come buy it? I was like, oh, my watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, went in. It was a cool little experience um, and bought myself a Roly. Hell I yeah. didn't know it was like this. Because I, I joke around with him because I know, uh, well, I joke around like, oh, I'm looking into this watch or whatever. And then I noticed that you did have the Roly on. I was like, I got to ask about it. Yeah, my yeah. friend, my, I asked my friend for like, I was like, dude, should I do it? And he's like, bro, if you don't do it now, you'll never do it. And oh. I was like, all right. And then, no, dude, it's cool. I know, and I know it'll hold its value. I think right now it's a little bit more than how much I bought it for. Mm -hmm. um, I messed around with a fake uh, AP for a while. I had a, I had a That's replica. what I was going to ask you about. <laughs> but but I shortly after I was rocking the replica, I was tired of people asking me if it was real. So I'm like, what? why are people asking me? Nobody asked me if this Rolly was fake. Right, what right, the heck? Right. We were wondering about <laughs> I was wondering about that. Oh, no, yeah, okay, so I, I did get a replica Udemar Piguet. Yeah. And uh, dude, it was cool. I, there was a few guys that were really rich that were like, bro, I don't buy real watches. I was like, all right, bet. We Me either. <laughs> oh, yeah. so, nice. But uh, G-Shock dropped a watch uh -huh. that had the same, um, they, they modeled it after the Royal Oak. Yeah. It's called the GA2100. And dude, I, I saw there's this like this cult following around this watch because you can put it in a AP case. And so I bought the, the G-Shock. So for the last year and a half i've been wearing a g-shock but it looks like an ap yeah because it's such That's a wild. you can tell like it's such a distinct face yeah like, for you, sure you, you i mean in all your videos i'm like damn think media is doing well <laughs> and dude honestly i mean if i can get like if i can get a retail i'll be down to smack it all day but yeah. at the same time Nah, dude, I, I, this is the first time I went public and told everybody it was replica. Hell yeah, dude. Look at <laughs> the inside scoop. But right fake here. it till you make it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Here we are. No, All right, guys. Good. That's it. Thank All you guys right. for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Make videos. Peace. <laughs>